Baruch HaMabayim, welcome everyone to a special edition of Mo Parsha on Parshas Bahar Bechul Kaisar. We're going to focus on Ramban, on Parshas Bahar, that is fundamental to our understanding of the giving of the Torah, and very important, and will revolutionize our understanding of the Yom Tif of Shavuos. Because in general, there are two very basic questions we can ask about Shavuos. Shavuos is a commemoration of the giving of the Torah, while in fact, the Torah that we have today was not really given on Shavuos. Moshe attempted to give us the Luchas Rishonos on Shavuos, but he broke them. And then he had to go up again, and then again, and then ultimately he came down with the Luchas Shniyos on Yom Kippur. So why in the world are we celebrating the giving of the Torah that didn't seem to last, and we don't celebrate the Torah that we seem to still have today, the Luchas Shniyos? Furthermore, the... Kabbalah's HaToyrah of Luchas Rishonos is celebrated quite fundamentally different than the Kabbalah's HaToyrah of Luchas Shniyos. Shavuos, Chazal say, HaKol Moidim, Tzrichim, Nami Lachem. Everybody agrees it has to be celebrated physically. And Yom Kippur, which is the day that we received the Torah we have today, you can't, in there's no eating, there's no drinking, there's no physical enjoyment. How do we account for this very... Um, polar opposite way of celebrating these respective Kabbalah Satara. So I want to share with you a Ramban. The Ramban is in Parashas Bahar, Perk Chof Aleph, Pasuk Aleph and Beis, where at first Ramban quotes Ibn Ezra, who learns that the command about Shemitah here, Bahar Sinai, is not really in the right place. Instead, it's topical. Namely, that this is referring, according to the Ibn Ezra, to the explanation of Shemitah given by the Luchas Rishonis. And the Ramban says, no, this Pasuk is actually in chronological order. And I want to take you to Ulafidaiti ki kan In my opinion, Ramban says, our portion is written in the right place ki Sinai when it says on Mount Sinai this is referring to Moshe's ascent to receive the second set of Luchas. Here's the explanation. The first 40 days of Luchas Rishonim, Kasa Moshe, the Sefer Habris, Moshe wrote on the Book of the Covenant that's mentioned in Shemois, as called to Hashem, all the words of Hashem, as called Meshpatim and Amarim Sham, and all the laws and statutes that were given there. He threw the blood of the covenant on the people, and he made a covenant with them. Now that's certainly of note because it does not seem that when it comes to Lucha Shniyos, Moshe had to sprinkle the blood again, and Moshe had to hear the acceptance of the people and their response of Nas Vinishma. When the Jews sinned with Egel, Vinishtabra, Luchas, and Luchas were broken. Now, here are literally some of the most fundamental words ever penned by the Ramban. It's as if the covenant was annulled by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Now, if the covenant was annulled, like we asked earlier, why do we celebrate the giving of the Luchas Rishonos? That covenant was annulled. We should celebrate Kabbal Satayra of Yom, Yom Purim. But the answer is, we have to read the words of Ramban carefully. He says it's as if the bris was batel by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but not to Kal Yisrael. And the Ramban elaborates on this principle in Parshas Kisisa, Perak Lamadalit, Pasuk Chav Zayin, 
where on the Pasuk, Soiv L'Chas Hadvarim Ha'ilah, Moshe was commanded to write the Sefer Habras, to read it to the people, and the Ramban wants to know, do they have to receive it? Do they have to accept it? Do they have to respond Nasa Venishma? So at first Ramban says, yes, they have to respond Nasa Venishma, because whatever occurred by Luchas Rishonois presumably needed to occur again by Luchas Shniois, and there's no doubt that Klai Yisrael said Nasa Venishma, so why doesn't the Torah write it? It already wrote the first time, so it w- presumed that you'd understand that this would have to transpire again. But then the Ramban says that that is not the uh, pshat that seems uh, definitively correct in his eyes. He says, that Let's think about what happened. Who broke the covenant here? God broke the covenant? God didn't break the covenant. The Jews broke the covenant. What's the halacha, the halacha, and the legal nature of a covenant between two parties where party A breaks the covenant? Now, if party A breaks the covenant, party A is still bound by the covenant, party B is no longer bound by the covenant. So therefore the Ramban says, the Jews were the ones who broke the deal. They're still bound by the Torah. The Torah of Luchas Rishonah still binds Klaus. It's God who is no longer bound to care and tend to the Jewish people. We blew it. We're still bound. God's not bound. So therefore, it was not necessary for Moshe Rabbeinu to hear from Klai Yisrael Nasa Venishma. Klai Yisrael already accepted it, and it's irrelevant what they say to this new deal, because the new deal is not for them. The new deal is out of the good graces of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He wants to bind himself to make himself again responsible to care for us. That God will no longer renege. And Moshe Rabbeinu was, so to speak, the unterfuhrer, the go-between, the, and he wrote the Tanaim. And therefore, God, uh, Moshe didn't have to sprinkle the blood on us, and he didn't have to wait for our response, and he did not have to make a new deal. With, in, the, in the realm, in, in terms of relative to the Jewish people, from the perspective of Klal Yisrael, Klal Yisrael is always and was always bound by Luchais, Rishonais, Luchais, Shniais, is for God only. Because we broke the deal, he's the one who's released. Now we're not released. Interestingly, that's uh, the Ramban writes in Pasuk Gimel that on the Pasuk that no man could go up at all with Moshe Rabbeinu, not even the Zakenim. By Luchos Rishonos, the Zakenim went up. And then it says, What about the fact that by Luchos Rishonos, No. Nobody could go up. The Zakenim cannot go up at all. By Luchas the Jewish people cannot even be besach de Sahar. By Luchas Rishonis, the cattle grazed opposite the mountain. No, Gam Hatzoyin Ba'Bakar Al Yeru El Mul Haharahu. This time around, nobody could be anywhere near the mountain. The Zakanim can't go up. The Jews can't be at the foot of the mountain. The cattle can't be opposite the mountain. Why not? Says Ramban, Ata Hechmir Beshas. Matan haluchos elo. This is Rabban and Kisisa. God is being more stringent with the second luchos more than Maimed Rishon. The reason is, says the Ramban, luchos Rishonos were for all of Israel. So if it's all of Israel, they all need to be there. So Moshe went up, Zakanim went up a little bit, the Kaisa went to the foot of the mountain, even the cattle could come near. But luchos Shniyos, we it's not for the Jewish people, it's only for God. 
Why is it for God? Why did God accede to bind himself again? It was only in the merit and the prayer of Moshe. Ooh, it was only in the prayer of Moshe. Says Ramban, Godol God's glory that was revealed on Hasinai the second time around was greater than the first time around. Because the Jews were not legal parties in this deal. This was God deciding to bind himself even though he didn't have to. Reb Simcha Zisol, Broida, in his Sefer Samdarach, explains that is why Moshe Rabbeinu was only Zoycha to the Karnei Hoy, to the rays of light, after the giving of the second Luchas, not by the first Luchas, because the first Luchas, that occasion was not as uh, spiritually energizing as Luchas The nuclear energy of Har Sinai was much, of a much greater magnitude by Luchas Shniyos than by Luchas Rishonis, hence Moshe was Zoychet to the Karnei Hoid, specifically by Luchas Shniyos. This would explain, perhaps, a... Reb Simchazisa Breide explains, this This does explain why we celebrate the giving of the Luchas Rishonis, because in terms of our perspective, we are bound by the first deal. Luchas Shniyos is only from God's point of view, because since we broke the deal, God is released, He bound Himself through, through Luchas Shniyos. So our Kabbalah Satar is Luchas Rishonis, we celebrate Shavuos. God's by, um, being bound to us is through the Luchas Shniyos. Now we understand, Shavuos has to be celebrated physically, because Shavuos is the day that the Torah was given to us from our vantage point. But God is not bound by Shavuos. God is bound by Yom Kippur. So Yom Kippur is a celebration from God's vantage point. From God's vantage point, the only way to celebrate is Yom She'im Bayachil Ve'im Bayashtiyah. There's no other way to do it. So Shavuos is the Yom Tif of Klal Yisrael. But Inon Nami Lachem, we have to celebrate physically. Yom Kippur, according to Ramban, is God binding himself, committing himself not to annul his covenant with us, that was on Yom Kippur. Hence, we could explain that's why it's celebrated purely spiritually. Now, the Ramban continues that uh, uh, these, this explains the immortal words of the Ramban that as if the covenant was annulled by HaKadosh Baruch when Hashem acceded to Moshe Rabbeinu by the second Luchas, Tzivahu bebris chadash, he commanded him in a new covenant. Shenemar, Hinea noichi, Kairis bris, the hechser sham ha-mitzvah ha-chamurais, there, God repeated the stringent mitzvah, Shenemru b'seider ve'ilam mishpatim, that were taught in the order of Parshas mishpatim, Ibaris ha-rishayna in the first covenant. Va'amar, and Hashem said, Kesoiv l'chasad v'arma ila, Write these matters. Now, now the Ramban explains the role of the Toichacha. You ever realize? By Luchas Rishonis, there was no Toichacha. Of course not, says the Ramban. Because Luchas Rishonis, both parties were keeping their end of the deal. So, everyone trusted each other. There was no need for a Toichacha. Now that Kal Yisrael reneged, that released HaKadosh Baruch Now God is not responsible for us anymore. He's going to commit himself to Luchas Shnias, provided that he ups the ante and he says, look, this time around, you better keep these mitzvahs because not only are there uh, a lav or a karis associated with the la- with the prohibitions of the Torah, now there is an entire toichacha uh, and set of rebuke for not observing the Torah. So the toichacha was sort of the insurance policy to allow Hashem to feel comfortable about 
recommitting himself to the Jewish people. Says Ramban, The Yivan Shem wanted to be more stringent with them, with this covenant, that it should be upon them, with oath, and with curses, and it should be binding like the first, that is why at the end of the Toichacha, in this week's parasha, at the end of Bechul Kaisar, at the end of the Toichacha, it says, These are the statutes and the laws and the Torah that God gave, at the end of the rebuke, it should say, this is the rebuke, not this is the Torah. No, the function of the rebuke, this is so fundamental. Otherwise, what's the Torah? God is just hurling at us curses, oaths, for what? The answer is, we reneged. Once we reneged, God is released from being committed to us. He has to agree to make a new covenant not from our vantage point. We're still bound from his vantage point. He's only going to do it if he ups the ante and, ins- and he has confidence that we're going to observe the law. That's the Toichacha. This, says Rav Shem Chaziso Breida in the Sefer Samderach, would answer an interesting Toisus in Shabbos Daf Pechas. The Gemara in Shabbos says, Mikan Raisa. That since God forced us to accept the Torah, we have an opt-out clause and we could say, hey, you know, why are we really responsible to observe the Torah? You forced us into it. So Toysus says, but what about the deal and the Kabbalah that Klal Yisrael made at Har Grizim and Har Eval? Wasn't that uh, a willing acceptance of the Torah? So Torah says, no, that was also forced. So Rav Simcha Zizel asks, well, why didn't Torah ask a different question? What about Luchos Shniyos? Wasn't that a willing acceptance of the Torah? Why didn't Torah say that the Jewish people are bound to keep the Torah because of Luchos Shniyos, which presumably we accepted willingly? Says Rav Simcha Zizel, Luchos Shniyos is irrelevant to the Jewish people. Lucha Shniyos was from God's vantage point. The Jewish people were always bound by Lucha Shushainos. And that was forced. And whatever was added to the, to uphold the original acceptance of the Torah will not make it anything less than we were coerced into it uh, at the time of Lucha Shushainos. So this gives us a, a very uh, basic and fundamental perspective of the difference between Lucha Shushainos and Lucha Shniyos. Lucha Shushainos where uh, is what binds Kal Yisrael. Hence, we celebrate Shavuos. That's our end of the deal. And we celebrate the way we know how to, namely, physically. Lucha Shniyos was Hashem in His good will agreeing to recommit Himself to the deal. But it's not really relevant to the Jewish people. Therefore, the celebration of Lucha Shniyos are the way Hashem would recognize, namely, Ein Bayachila Ushtia. And now we understand the role of the Teichacha. The role of the Teichacha was the higher level of commitment that God required for him to agree to recommit himself to the Jewish people in Lucha Shniyos. And this is really all alluded to in one line in the Ramban, on Parshas Bahar, and that is, Uchshachatu be'egal, when the Jews sinned with Egal, v'neshtabra ha'luchos, ki'ilu nizbala habriz ha'hi, it's as if the covenant was nullified, 
Eitzel HaKadosh Baruch Hu to HaKadosh Baruch Hu to the Rebbein Shalom, not from the vantage point of the Jewish people. Okay, wishing everyone a wonderful week and a wonderful Shabbos Bahar B'chukoisai Chazak, Chazak, Venis Chazek Me HaKadosh Baruch Hu, strengthen us, Belimad HaToyra, HaKadosha, have a great week.